Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. Lord, uh, we thank you for Luke. Lord, we thank you for his obedience to you. Lord, we pray that you uh, would speak through him to us this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Matt. All right. Good morning, Mercy Hill. One thing I love about Mercy Hill is that we can uh, hoot and howl over things and switch quickly to deep things of God and the Spirit. And I, just, I love that about this place, right? I, just, I really love that. Very good stuff. All right, so um, we're going to jump into prayer and fasting, uh, which uh, is, a, is a, I think, I told Larry I was going to speak on this, or I was asked to speak on this. He's like, oh, you got that job. I'm like, all right, yes, yes, I got that job. Um, but actually, I'm excited to see what God has for us from the scriptures this morning, and I'm going to try to talk a little slower from now on out, so that the students may understand something of what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, I, I think, I, I text some of you guys this past week, just asking about, you know, your experience with fasting. Just what, what, what's it like for you? Do you have any experience fasting? You know, have you tried it? Um, and we're all coming from lots of different places and experiences with fasting, and with prayer. Um, I, you know, I, I was looking on the internet, I found some pictures that might represent some of how we, how we feel fasting. Um, do, do we have the first one up there? Do, do, do we have that one? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I was like, you know, that, that's how you feel with fasting. Like, oh my goodness, everyone around me is eating and I can't. You know, it's just, you're kind of sad. And kind of, you know, oh no, yeah, that, that's no good. Do, do, do I really want to put myself through that? Um, or you can go to the next one. Uh, I don't know if you can see this. Maybe you feel like it's the Monty Python monks. You know, you kind of just, you got to put the robe on you. You got to hit yourself in the head, you know, because that's how fasting feels. <laughs> right? So is, that, is, it, is fasting just for crazy monks and movies? Um, go to the next one. Uh, clearly, fasting is just for the super Christian. Um, but the problem is I didn't get that superpower. So I'm not sure if fasting will work for me. Um, and uh, I like this meme that I saw. Uh, you know, it's, kind of, it's kind of this, you know, pious guy. And he's like, I believe this is going to improve my relationship with God, which is like, something doesn't seem right. Like, like, theologically, something doesn't seem quite right with that statement, doesn't it? Like, it, it's, it's the posture, something strange. And I think coming from maybe a more traditional uh, religious background here in this area, we see people fasting during Lent, and we're just like, some, something ain't right. I'm not, I'm not sure. I can't put my f- finger on it, but something's not quite right. Um, the last one was just, just for fun. What kind of food is permitted to eat while fasting? Fast food, of course. It's fast food. I heard of, I've heard of somebody who juiced a Big Mac for a juice fast. Bad news. Oh, bad news. Ew, gross. Um, yeah, sorry. Sorry to leave that thought in your mind. Um, now, I... I grew up uh, in a Christian tradition that never, never fasted. So I, I just I never was around people who fast, or if they did, I just never knew about it. Um, and my, my first encounter with somebody who, who regularly fasted was when I was doing campus ministry at Purdue. And one of my uh, good friends, who's also a student, um, uh, grew up in Gary, kind of from a more Pentecostal background, and he just couldn't believe that I just never fasted. He's like, he's like, Luke, the Bible says when you fast, not if you fast, you know? And so I just, you know, I just never thought about fasting becoming a part 
of, of your rhythm. And, you know, I think, you know, we're all from different places. Some of us have been fasting for years. Some of us have never tried a fast in our life. Um, and that's good. That's fine. That's fine. But he, here's where I'm going today. Um, basically, it's this. Fasting is not about abstaining. It's about engaging, right? It's, fasting is not about getting away from certain things. It's about moving toward a certain someone who's our loving father. And I want to give lots of practical tips for fasting for this week, too. So we're going to look at Matthew 6. Um, so you can turn there. Um, you can turn there. I'm going to give a little background. So Matthew 6, it's kind of the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Um, he, uh, it's, it's the Sermon on the Mount, which is, you know, like the speech on a hill, you know, it's kind of, kind of Jesus was kind of giving a picture of what king, kingdom life looks like, and he did it in chapters 5, 6, and 7, and it's, it's actually one of the most concise discipleship curriculums that we have available to us, you know, working through 5, 6, and 7, and, and basically Jesus gathered his disciples together, and he's like, hey guys, here is what life in God's kingdom would look like. It's, you know, these are the kinds of people, this is what kind of what they would do. And, and that's, that's the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is teaching against a lot of the religious hypocrisy, um, usually pointed out at the Pharisees, right? Um, these Pharisees were very hypocritical. It was all outward show. So that's where we're at. We're going to read the scriptures um, starting in verse 1. This is uh, Matthew 6. It says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no father from your, or have no reward from your father in heaven. And we'll skip down to verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Let's jump down to verse 16. And when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put on oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So I, I want to make a couple of notes about this passage before we get into practicals. Um, and the first one is I want us to focus a little bit on how radical Jesus' concept of God was for, for for, for his hearers. So he used the word father over and over again, right? Father, father, your father. It, it's, it's over and over again in this passage. That word father really could be better translated papa or daddy, right? It's kind of this close, intimate um, description of God, kind of like what my daughter Ellie says to me. She's like, dada, you know, it's kind of, kind of that, that feeling. Um, and we take that for granted sometimes, I think, in, in the church, it's the Father, the Father, God the Father, we know that. But if I reread that passage to you, and I put Daddy in that passage, how would that sound? Um, but only, oh, see, so it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, this is verse 18, but only to your Daddy who is unseen, 
And your daddy, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Doesn't that sound a little weirder? It's kind of like, daddy? What? What? That's, that's weird. I know um, I went to a Christian school, and we had chapel. And so, you know, 500 students got together, mandatory chapel. You could always skip and, you know, ask somebody to sign you out. It was kind of funny. But so I remember this one guy, there was this great big, you know, gathering of students praying, and there was a microphone up front. There's two of them. And this one guy comes up to the microphone in front of everybody and starts his prayer with, Daddy? And I was just like, what? You, you can't talk to God like that. I mean, it just totally messed me up. There we are in a Christian school studying God, studying theology, and really the true meaning of that word was almost unheard of, right? Daddy, that, that's just not even understandable. So that, that is, we have to catch that. that. That's what Jesus brings first and foremost to this passage, or to us, that God is a, is a papa. He's a loving father. He's a, he's a good, caring dad. And, I, you know, so he's, he's I, I, I have some other languages for the word dada or daddy, right? So pa, daddy, papa, um, uh, oh, I'm, I forgot him. I, I wrote him down. Here we are. Uh, 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 it's uh, uh, baba in Aramaic, right? Or uh, papi in, in Spanish. Or um, baba in Chinese, right? This is what Jesus says. It's, this is how God is to us. Actually, God is like a good father. And I think I, think I want that this kind of set into a lot of what we're doing because this affects everything about our religious beliefs, about our Christian life, right? Um, how we view God affects everything. It affects everything. It even affects how we do church, right? Because if we think God is a judge, what is the church? It's a place to cast verdict and to see who's innocent and who's guilty, right? If we think God is like a doctor, then the church is, you know, it's a place to get healing. That's not a bad thing, right? If we think, you know, church is, or if God is like a, a teacher, if God is primarily a teacher, then what's church? It's a place to get lectures and to get information. But if God is a papa, what's the church? A family, right? Brothers and sisters who come before God and say, you know, we are your children together, and we want to we wanna live out your family here on this earth. Um, and as we enter this week of prayer and fasting, I love that we have time to pray at the beginning as a group and at the end, because we're doing this together. We're doing this together. But this this passage, the main contrast is between this showy, self-pleasing, self-focused spirituality versus the humble, God-focused, relationship-focused spirituality. It reminds me of the story of the uh, uh, penitent uh, sinner in in Luke, where Jesus says two people come come to the temple to pray. And the one guy comes before God. He's like, I thank you, God. I'm not like other people. Thank you, God, that I'm not an evildoer. I, I do things right. I fast twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. I, I don't sleep around. I, I am doing well. Thank you, God. And Jesus says the other guy came to the temple, and he, he just bowed himself before God, and he just said, God, have mercy on me. Have pity on me. A sinner. And Jesus says, the, those two, the, between those two people, it was this guy that went away justified with God because of his posture. His posture before God is a papa who understands his kids need pity and mercy, and he freely gives it to everybody. 
It's not about getting prayer and fasting. It's not about getting um, kudos from others. It's not about proving our spirituality. It's about opening space for a humble relationship with our God. It's about opening up some space with our loving daddy. Now, Jesus doesn't say um, that you should never pray in public, right? Like you, you can almost read this passage and think, Jesus says, never be heard. But that's not what he's saying, right? He says, go to a room, be, be quiet. Yeah, yeah, that, we need to do that. We need to be silent. We need to get quiet by ourselves. And he's not saying that you can't let anybody know that you're fasting. That would be impossible. You'd have to, like, go into the wilderness, right? You'd have to, like, you couldn't work this week. Or you'd have to lock yourself in your room, which doesn't work if you have kids, <laughs> right? So other people are going to know that you're fasting, but the difference is our posture. Is our posture one of um, trying to prove to others what we're doing, how, how great we are spiritually? Or is it coming before God, just, Lord, have, have mercy on me, and, and, and I want to know you. One of the tricky things about fasting is that it's hard to sort out motivation sometimes. I don't know if you've had that experience. I know uh, maybe five years ago, we were... My family was in a, in a season of discerning. We, we felt like God was calling us to do something new, start a new ministry, and try something different. And we wanted to you know, make sure that we were hearing, hearing God right, which is, which is a good thing, right? So um, it was in that season that I, I reached out to a mentor, and I said, hey, teach me how to fast, and tried some different kinds of fasts. And, um, and, and it was good. We really felt like we heard from the Lord. He, he encouraged us. It was, it was really important. Um, during, that, during that time, of, during that season, I kept some of those rhythms going. I kept fasting. Um, I kept them up. After that season ended, though, um, and some of my expectations didn't, didn't happen, right, I stopped fasting. And as I've been reflecting on it, I think, this is just me being honest, there was a part of me that was fasting and engaging in spiritual disciplines to kind of make sure I didn't fail, <laughs> right? I need to make sure I hear God right here. Why? I'm not sure it's because I don't want, you know, I want to do the right thing. I think it's because I don't want to fail, right? And so I, I, I share that because I, I want us to realize that um, our motivations are, always, are often mixed. And that, that's okay. That's okay. That, that's why we're like the guy over here that comes before God and just says, have mercy on me. Even in my mixed motivations, even if I'm like, all right, I'm going to fast safe from food. Oh, I could use, you need to lose weight. Oh, wait, I need, it's for God. It's not weight. It's not food, right? I mean, so you have these mixes in your, in your mind. Am I, am I right? Is that happening, right? Like you get these other thoughts. You're not sure what is your motivation. And I just say, bring that before God. Bring our mixed motivations before the Lord and keep taking steps like a toddler learning to walk. And the Lord will have grace and mercy on us. Um, a couple quick practicals from Jesus here. We'll do, we'll do more, more later. But Jesus says to put on deodorants. Did you see that? I don't know, maybe you didn't see that. Put, put oil, put oil on your head, you know, comb your hair. They use oil for deodorants, right? Thieves or lavender, I don't know what kind of essential oils you use. But they, they, used, they used oils for, you know, deodorants. So, I mean, so what, the, what, the, what the religious leaders would do is they would um, make it very clear that they were fasting. So they would put ashes on their head, and forget to comb their hair, and not use deodorant, right? And so that everybody would know that they're fasting, right? Jesus is like, yeah, that's not, that's not what fasting's about. Fasting is about getting with the Father, getting with your daddy. So 
Where deodorant? Of course, no one's going to do that, of course. But the point is, it's about being with God. Um, when, when you're praying, um, get alone. Turn off the radio. I, I, know, I know, okay, so some of us, I think it helps to worship to have worship music going. Awesome. Very, very cool. But just regular radio, just music, just have some quiet, right? Um, just, just get alone with God. And did you ever meet somebody that used a ton of big words or tried to use a lot of big words when they talked? You're like, dude, just talk normal, <laughs> you know? I, I think Jesus is saying that too. Like when you pray, just talk normal. Just talk like you talk to anybody else. Just use words that you would use with a friend and talk, talk to God. Don't get all religious. Be yourself with your father. And it's not for other people. Um, there's, I want to tell a t- the tale of two date nights. So last night, my, my wife and I had a date night, which we're like, yes, kids keep getting sick, we can't get out. It's, it's great. But So uh, two hypothetical date nights. Um, and the first one, uh, I come to my wife and I say, babe, uh, it's my turn to plan our date night. But I forgot. And um, actually, I got a lot going on at work. Uh, you won't mind if I take a few phone calls tonight over our date, will you? Right? Uh, that's great. And, and actually, babe, I, I forgot to get a babysitter for the kids. So is it okay if we bring the kids along for our date night? It, because I, I know we love them very dearly, we do. It, that's okay, right, babe? Um, oh, and, you know, I thought since the kids are coming, we should go to Chuck E. Cheese. Because, you know, it's good for the kids. I'm, I know you're allergic to dairy, but they have a great salad bar. It'd be, it'd be awesome. Um, and then I, we, we, get, we get the Chuck E. Cheese, and I just go through all the lists of things that we need to make decisions on. Can we do this? What do you think about this? We should try this. And we should, I, I, she doesn't talk a word, right? How did that date go for me? <laughs> How did that date go for us, right? That, that didn't go so well, right? Um, well, let's say it was another, another date. Um, and it was, it was a busy day. There, there were things I left undone at work. Uh, but... I said, you know, I value our relationship. I'm, I'm turning my phone off for our dates. It, it's just going off. I'm not checking the text. We're not doing this. We're not using my Apple Watch. You know, just, just I'm turning it off. And, babe, I got, I got the parents to watch the kids. They're, they're in good hands. They're in good hands. And I brought some flowers. She doesn't like flowers, but, you know, mo- most women do. <laughs> I brought some flowers, and we're going to go to your favorite restaurant. And, um, and I ask questions about how she is, and, how her life is going and what she's praying about, what she's doing. And, and, and she asked me some questions. It's kind of this interaction back and forth. How, how did that date night go? A lot better, right? <laughs> that was, of course, the first one was hyperbole. Yes, of course. Um, but I, I say that, you know, that illustration just to get into our minds. When we pray and we fast, we're just making space for relationship with our daddy, with our father. He invites us to an interactive relationship through Jesus Christ. And fasting is kind of arranging our lives to get rid of some distractions. And, and those distractions aren't even bad things sometimes, right? It's just you're making some space to, to be focused and to hear from the Lord, to just spend time with God. Um, so I, I, want to, um, I want to dive a little bit into what the secrecy thing is about. So did you notice that in this passage? There's several times where it was like, uh, whatever you do in front of people, there's no reward there, but what I want you to do is get alone by yourself 
and do you know, prayer, do fasting, do that in secret. It was like three or four times that mentioned that. I want to kind of pull that out a little bit because there's something very deep happening there about being alone and being a secret. And I want to actually use a, use a, a simple shape uh, to draw this. We don't need that. I don't, I, and I don't know if you could see this from the back. And the honest fact is my handwriting is atrocious. Um, but as we approach God, um, there's a couple of different ways to come before him, a couple of different postures that we can have, right? Um, and and I, I said already that our, our view of who God is influences almost every, influences everything about our lives, how we act, how we think of ourselves, how we think of others. Now, when we think about God, we often think about his laws, and we think him as a God that just wants us to obey, Right? Oftentimes, so obey is down here in the corner. I'm sorry, I, I need to be up here. Um, so we have, we have a God, and, and we, often, we often think about the things that we need to do, right? And I think prayer and fasting kind of is in that category. It's something we're supposed to do, in obedience. The problem is, is that, if that if we go from our view of God and just, just directly try to obey, what we find is that our view of God gets more and more distant. Because obedience is really hard. It doesn't really work very well. It's not a very good center for a relationship, obedience. Right? It's, 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 not, it's not it. And so, so I think it's hard. I think when we go down this route and we just try harder and harder and harder to obey God, the God that we see gets more and more distant because I just can't measure up. And this God, that's, that's a really hard standard. I can't measure up to that, right? So you get further and further. And you're left empty. So the Pharisees in this story see God as kind of a distant father. It's not, maybe not even a father, just a distant God, right? They try obeying, but they're still empty. So what do they need? They need the approval of other people. They need other people to see how spiritual they are, right? Because they're, they're, they're kind of empty. I'll, I'll, we'll say this is kind of their belly. They're empty, right? So I, I think what Jesus does is he gives us a whole different way of doing life with God. And he first starts by saying, God is our, I'll just use Papa, Daddy. God is our Daddy. He's our loving Daddy. He cares for us. He made us. Yes, we're broken. Yes, we're sinful. Yes, we're separated. We're far away from his family. But he's still a loving Father. And he wants his people to be back in his family. And so what, what, what he offers through, through Jesus, through Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, is he offers us a new identity. He offers us a new identity. Who, who are we now? We not only get a new idea of who God is, this is so important. We have to understand God is our Father, Papa, like Jesus teaches us. But then Jesus taught us that through himself, through Jesus, through his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, we get identity as God's kids, his children. You're his son, you're his daughter. You're in the family. You're part of the family now. You're in, right? And it's out of that identity that you obey now. Because now, now you, have a new, you have a new understanding of who you are and who God is, and obedience starts to flow a little bit out of that. But the problem is, is for most of us, and I'll be honest, if you grow up in the Christian church, this is really easy to fall into. Because God is just a bunch of rules, right? You heard it from your youth pastor, you heard it from your, your preacher, your pastor. You just see God as a bunch of rules to obey. And this guy gets further and further away. But Jesus says, hey, God is our Father. 
He's our Papa. He gives us, through, through me, he, Jesus says, through me, you get a new identity as a son or a daughter. And out of that identity, you're now free to you know, fast and pray and be with me, not getting it all right, because you're now his child, and he understands children are growing, right? So this is, this is what Jesus, I think this might be helpful to kind of get the two sides, the, 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 the penitent sinner versus the religious Pharisee, right? This is kind of this. this, is, this are we coming to God, just seeing him as a God that we obey, or do we come him through Jesus for a new identity, and the, the obedience flows out of that? I hope, I hope that's a helpful picture of how God, how God sees this going. Um, so I guess maybe I want to say what would it look like today if we truly believed God was our Papa, our Abba, our Bab- Baba? What would, that, what would be different about our lives this week if that was kind of deep down in us? God is a loving Papa. Fasting and prayer go together. Um, that's, that's a huge thing I want us to, to catch out of this, too, is that fasting and prayer, they're actually linked. A lot of people are like, we have prayer over here, and we have fasting over here. If you try to do fasting without prayer, it just, it, 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 it's like having a foundation of a house with no house, right? It's just kind of, kind of pointless, right? They actually go together. Fasting is like a foundation of the house, and the prayer is the communication, the house itself. Fasting is like the oil for the engine of prayer, Fasting is a clearing of the schedule for date night. Prayer is like the conversation at date night. Fasting is like focusing an expensive camera, and the picture is your prayer with God. Fasting is saying to God, I value you above everything else, even food. I honor you, I worship you. And prayer is saying, I want to know you and do this life together. I think that's what what Jesus is, is bringing out in this passage. We have this loving Father who invites us to the secret place, because in the secret place we find out our identity. We see what it really is, and we're able to then f- go forth in fasting and prayer, or any other disciplines for that matter. Well, good. Well, I want to um, break a few things down. I, I appreciate so much of the helpful um, guidance we've already gotten for this week together. Um, so I just want to, you know, Jesus, you know, gave some real practical tips, like wear deodorant and comb your hair. I want to get that practical for a little while too, right? Um, and so here, here's some real practical things for the end here. Adjust to your circumstances. Uh, don't, don't go all or nothing. Well, since I can't fast for the whole day, I'm, I'm not going to do anything, right? Um, or uh, I, you know, I really can't fast because I'm working a labor job, so I'm, I'm not going to do this this week, right? Don't, don't go all or nothing. Find, find something in between. Like, try, try some small steps. I encourage you to do that. Um, if, you're, if you're nursing, obviously don't do a food fast, um, you know, diabetic or whatever else, right? But, but find other reasons, other ways to make space because that's what we're saying today. Fasting is about making space to pray and focusing ourselves on the Father. Um, Make a plan the day before, right? So tomorrow is uh, a Daniel fast. But tomorrow morning when you wake up and you look in your kitchen and you don't have an ounce of anything healthy or any fruit or vegetables, <laughs> you're going to be in trouble and you'll be like, I don't think I'm going to do that. So you might have to go shopping tonight, right? Head to the store, get, get some healthy food, make a plan. What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? Uh, I was talking to Corey this week and he said he, he knew a guy in college that 
tried a juice fast for a while, but all he drank was like high C and like sugar drinks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was like, oh, that didn't go well for him at all. <laughs> I mean, I guess he was in the hospital. Um, right, so ju- juice, if you're juicing, use whole, you know, 100% juice. <laughs> you know, the, the stuff at the, uh, the pop fountain that says like high C, 0% juice. Just stay away from that. Don't, don't drink that. Um, you know, so, so make a plan, though. You'll need some of those things. The night before, make a plan. Plan, you know, if, if you're going to do like a media fast, uh, maybe there's something that you might need to talk, you know, someone was expecting you to respond to them. You know, respond to them the day before or something. Or, you know, do, do, do whatever you need to do. Think through it. Give it some thought, some intention. Just like planning a date night. You make some, you make some thought. You put, put something in it. Um, when can you pray, right? So if you're, if you're fasting and, and haven't had time, like didn't make time to pray, then you're not fasting, you're just going hungry, right? So, you know, if you have, if you have kind of some space, maybe for lunch, you're not going to go out with the guys for lunch, you're going to go to your car, and you're just going to take some time to pray. Um, maybe during nap time, you're going to get a chance, instead of, you know, doing this or that, take, take a few minutes while the kids are sleeping to, to pray, uh, when, when, when can you pray? Put it on your calendar. If you use a phone, put an alarm on your phone <laughs> and just make it really practical so you have some real next steps for yourself. Um, how, many, how many coffee drinkers are there? Any, any like coffee drinkers? Okay. I, I suggest actually you don't stop drinking coffee. <laughs> All right? Just practically speaking, if you're just fasting for a day, just drink your coffee. God understands. Here's why. This is, this is my, my perspective. You're going to get a bad headache, more than likely, all right? and that's not going to help you pray. <laughs> You're just going to be like, oh, God, oh, man, my head. <laughs> right? So personally, I think, I think fasting actually, if we're, you know, fasting is best when you make it a regular rhythm of your life, and then you can start working on like going cold turkey and like doing some bigger things. You'll, you'll need to detox from your, your coffee for about a week before you especially if you're a heavy drinker of coffee. It's just really practical, right? I mean, it's just the reality, right? So um, God understands if you drink coffee when you're doing a food fast. I, I, I just want to say. I just want to say. Um, um, use your hung, hunger pains as a chance to pray. Um, I like, when I'm reading the scriptures, I like to try to find breath prayers, like just real short little prayers that you can just pray quickly. You know, I think, I think the, the penitent sinner, you know, Oh God, have mercy on me. You know, or you know, kind of the extended version of that. That's kind of in some, you know, ancient traditions. You know, you know, Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Right. So some of these breath, breath prayers. Oh Lord, let your presence be my food. Um, I want your will to be my food. Just just small prayers that you can pray when you feel kind of that hunger pang. Um, it, it brings you before the Lord. And I, I think I think it's good to tell a close friend what your plans are. I mean, I wouldn't put it on Facebook. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm doing a Facebook fast. You don't, you don't need to do that, right? Um, just, just do the Facebook fast, <laughs> right? Uh, I think they'll understand if you're not there for a day. Uh, but it's helpful to, to talk to like, a, a close friend, a spiritual friend, and be like, hey, here's what I'm planning. Uh, j- just so you know, that's what my plans are. It helps me to actually, actually do it, right? We're part of the body of Christ. We're part of the family of God. It's helpful to tell and talk to each other. Um, and that, that's the beauty of being, you know, doing this as a church together. Um, and, you know, I think, I think I love what Amy brought to us for how to pray and what to share or, you know, what to read in scriptures. Um, some of us were like, all right, I have a half hour to pray with God. Sweet. 
And some of us are like, I can't pray more than five minutes. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to pray more than five minutes. So, and, and that's fair. I mean, I think learning to pray, it, it, it's, a, it's something you'll learn over time. So take those scriptures. I think um, if we can actually get those scriptures and we'll send them out to the church on Tuesday, I think, you know, you just need to remember Mondays. Um, but, you know, if we, if, we, if we could, you know, use those, read them, you know, use them as a springboard to pray. So read the scripture, maybe read one or two verses and just pray the scripture back to God, you know, just telling him what you're reading and let it help you pray for the poor, pray for your neighbors. Um, I think also, and we're not going to take time to do this, but the Lord's Prayer. Um, we we kind of skipped over that. Uh, if we had more time, I think we could dive into that. But the Lord's Prayer is actually a really good template for prayer. Uh, it's, not, it's not very good as a rote prayer, but, you know, just, just for example, Jesus says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What's that? Worship. So it's you know, for praying an extended time, you can just start with just worship. God, we praise you. We thank you. And then each one of those statements is kind of a template for how you can pray. Um, and some, sometimes we just bring our crying to the Lord. <laughs> you know, we just cry out to him. And that's actually true. And we absolutely do that. Um, so good. So making some space. And last, lastly, uh, well, no, not lastly. I have a few more. Uh, the social dynamics. Uh, if you're fasting with, with people around, like, they're going to know, like, if you're not going out, like, your friends are like, hey, let's go out for lunch at work, and you're like, what do I say? Do I tell them, no, I'm fasting? Like, it's, it's awkward, right? There's a little bit of awkwardness to fasting. And I, I, personally, I think um, it's not as awkward as we think it is in our heads, because a lot of people are fasting for lots of reasons these days. There's juice fast, there's detoxes, there's lots of folks, you know, going, going without food for lots of reasons. So it's not, it's not, terribly awkward to be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not eating today or something like that. Um, and, you know, if it's somebody that, you know, you know well, you could be like, hey, our church is, is doing a fast together. You know, and it might open up an opportunity to talk about the gospel or, or um, what Jesus has done, especially if, if uh, they can see you're doing it not out of this side. You know, yeah, my church is doing a fast today, and I gotta go do this thing. And you know, what I'm saying, if they, if they see there's there's some desire and, and, and love to be with the Father, uh, so social social dynamics can be weird, but don't worry too much about it. Um, and if you're new to fasting, just start small. I, you know, maybe you could do a do a food fast before prayer on Monday for 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 dinner. Just fast dinner and then come pray. And on Friday, fast for dinner, come pray. Maybe do a media fast you know, Wednesday night. You know, just start small. This is new. I think a lot of you can do more than you think here, though. So I, I you know, there, there's no reason not to shoot high for the, for the bar for this week and give it a shot. Um, and maybe lastly, just out of the spirit of this is just grace. I think you've probably heard it as I've been talking, but be led by the spirit in your fasting. Um, if you intend to do something and you don't do it, don't beat yourself up. Just, just don't do that. That's not in the spirit. Like, that's more this side. Oh, I didn't do the right thing again. Oh, man, I'll never get this right, right? Just, just don't, don't do that. That's out of this side. The other side is you come before God. God, I, I, you know, I tried to do this, and it, it didn't work. But I know you love me, and I, I'm going to spend the time now with you, right? You just, you just, just let, it, let it flow. Be led by the spirit. Um, God is your good father cheering you on. He's not punishing you for your failure. That's, that's, not, that's not what... You know, fathers do discipline, but they don't punish. So um, be led by the Spirit. And just uh, also, if you, if you want some more practicals, there's a sheet on the back that John Leitzel wrote up. 
um, you can get some more, some more practicalities and some more information on fasting. So I, you know, I just want to end in this scripture several times, each time actually, talking about prayer, fasting. Jesus says, your father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. And I just want to end and say, there is a reward that the father wants to give us. There is a reward. And we don't, we don't want to do things for the rewards, but the fact is, is God does reward us as we take those toddler steps into his presence. He does reward us. It may not always be what we expect. It may be different, but I believe that as you take small steps into something new with God, that there will be a reward. So let, let's, let's do this week together, not as a burden, but as a sense of, hey, let's come before our Father. Let's, let's say yes to his Facebook invite, right, to spend time with him and not flake out then, right? Um, we're responding to his invitation to a good Papa, to a good God who wants to connect with us. Um, take some time to plan that out, and may God give you um, more and more of himself this week as you seek his face. In Jesus' name, amen.